Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined by my two very good friends, Wade and Chelsea. And welcome to episode 41 of the podcast. Uh, we got kind of a, uh, a big, uh, big show planned for you today. We're doing another Mount Rushmore. But instead of film, you know, if, you, if you've listened to the show, our last one was on, uh, well, I guess our last one was Dragon Ball with Wade and I. And before that, we did, <laughs> oh before that, gosh. we did Pixar. That was so long ago. Oh that was God. so long ago. I felt like, <laughs> but that was a great hey, But now, good, now we're good. over the hill, though. Our podcast has made it over the hill, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> yeah, we, should, we need the uh, black balloons to, to fall down on us. <laughs> Little streamers and kazoos. Yeah. yeah. So since we've done TV and we've done film, our new Mount Rushmore is going to be video game related, where we are going to discuss the Mount Rushmore of video game consoles. So before we before we get into it, there's a little bit of uh, uh, some some rules, I guess, to get out of the way. We're not we're not going to talk every single console that's ever been created because that is a ridiculous list. Um, so what we did kind of uh, behind the scenes, you know, a little inside baseball here, is between the three of us, we kind of just picked out a handful of consoles that we for sure think have a chance, or at least that we want to discuss, and kind of narrowed down a list of like, I don't know, like 10 or 15 consoles that we're going to talk about today for our for our Mount Rushmore. So um, I guess best way to handle this is I'll go ahead and read off that list right now so everyone kind of knows uh what's going to be discussed so i'll just start from the top here in no particular order we have the magnavox odyssey the atari 2600 the nes the snes the sega genesis the playstation 1 nintendo 64 playstation 2 xbox xbox 360 Nintendo Wii, PlayStation 4, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, the DS, 3DS, and the Nintendo Switch. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good list um, that we're gonna that we're gonna be mm-hmm. talking about today. And before we just like dive in with uh, with all our thoughts and feelings, um, I say we just go around and each of us kind of talk about like. Uh, uh, what matters for you personally on like uh, when you're when we're criticizing these consoles and what do you think is an important piece of criteria that elevates it to a, a Mount Rushmore status and Wade I will start with you what's okay. one of your what's one of your like important caveats that a console needs to have um availability not like uh mm-hmm. not not so much as so like oh I can go buy this anytime I want but I can play this anytime I want. Mm, interesting. You know, I don't, you know, like, because back in the day, like, your family had one one TV. Um, you couldn't just play video games all the time because your parents are probably going to throw it out the window because they want to watch <laughs> they want to watch TV. Um, so being able to play it at the same time as other people were doing other things with the TV for, for me and my family um, was very important. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's where handhelds come in, for sure. <laughs> Indeed. Up until at least the time that I got my own awful little TV in my room. 
which oh, did, was not for a long time, but did you it guys was have like the, uh, the 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 little thirteen inch that had the built in VCR? That was my first TV I had in my room. Uh, no, it was older than that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like if there was something built into the TV, that was fancy. No shit. <laughs> that was fancy. Uh, so having I did a not TV have in one. your room was fancy. Also, well, yes, I wasn't allowed. <laughs> I didn't get one for a very long time. A very long time. Yeah, I don't remember how old I was when I got one, but every time I think back on it, I feel like I always had it. Maybe not always, <laughs> but I feel like I always had a TV in my room. Yeah. Like I can't think of a time when I didn't. But also, maybe can't remember. I'm old now, so I can't remember that far back. <laughs> Each new day, an older day, I, I forget. So, <laughs> but um, that was that was that's important to me. I think. All right, Chelsea. What about you? I think it just you know, overall has to be fun. Whether you're playing it by yourself or with other people, just having a fun experience. And I do also like systems that have a variety of games. So, games catalog matters to you. Yes, it does. I feel like that. So. I feel like that may be the number one um, criteria for most anyone who buys a console, because most people buy a console because there's a game on it they want to play. You know, no one's buying a console mm-hmm. because of the the color, or, you know, or whatever. Like most, it's mostly software that drives hardware sales. It's pretty much been like yeah. that forever. Yeah. So that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, the the last two generations, a lot of it was like, oh, well, this console runs with these specs, which yeah, are I feel like... slightly better, so I'll just deal with whatever games come on it, because I have the quote-unquote better console. Yeah, um, I feel like And that's... that just went back and forth for forever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like marketing now nowadays is like, oh, well, this is the most powerful console ever. And people are like, oh, wow, cool. Oh my gosh, I have to have it. But it's like, oh, but you don't have this game that I want to play on it, so I don't really care how powerful yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I say that as if, like, that's a major selling point for most people. Um, but if that, was su- if that was such a major selling point, why on earth is Nintendo still so successful? Yeah. Because they'll never win that category. Oh, yeah. And they and gave up on fine. They gave up competing in that, like, hardware side of things since, like, GameCube. Like that's when they're yeah. like, all right, fuck this. We don't need yeah. it. We gonna, don't need that. That's we're stupid. Do, we're gonna have innovation gonna, elsewhere. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, create no. our own lane. So the hell, you guys. <laughs> the hell with you guys. Seriously. Um, seriously. So for me, um, yes, gaming. A gaming catalog pretty much has informed almost every uh, console purchase that I've made for myself. Um. But in terms of like a Rushmore status console, something that I think is very important is uh, industry like significance. And by that, I mean like what specifically about this console changed the industry or pushed something forward or kind of like, uh, like adjusted the course of the industry itself through multiple generations to come. I think that in itself is such an important factor um for these consoles is like maybe at the time people didn't think about it but looking back on it now it's like oh wow that really informed a lot of decisions industry-wide and not just like for a specific like publisher or manufacturer or you know what i mean like 
so many of these consoles changed so much of what happened and how people you know not only consumers but like people within the like the competitive market how they like thought about things and i think that's very important to note in a in a, in a rushmore status <laughs> so hmm. but yeah all right all good all good things so who who wants to go first does does anybody dare take first blood <laughs> chelsea's I'll usually chelsea chelsea's usually pretty vicious no. like you want me to go first yes yeah you're okay. very vicious go for it <laughs> oh i'm not vicious i'm objective <laughs> oh is that what we call it <laughs> okay so yes that is exactly what we call it <laughs> I okay. I want to talk about the Magnavox Odyssey. I don't think it belongs on the Rushmore, so I'm going to get that out of the way now. But I wanted to bring it up on the show just because, since it is regarded as the first home console, it's kind of the the the, the foundation for this talk in general. Um coming out in like the early 70s i think it was like 72 i think is when it came out um so i I basically just wanted to put that name out there in the ether for people to know magnavox odyssey because most people when they start thinking especially our age group and like the generation beneath us when they think older consoles they just think like the nes you know like that's like as far back as their brain will take them so i just (laughs) wanted to make sure that people knew that there's a whole there's like two whole generations before the NES was even like a thing. And most of those consoles are completely forgotten for a lot of them for good reason, because they were not great or they were, (laughs) they didn't work or too expensive or they had one game or a gimmick or whatever. But yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring it up that the Magnavox Odyssey is the mother of all consoles. So we should respect her. (laughs) But we can, (laughs) <laughs> but we can eliminate her from the list. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew the origins, I guess. <laughs> There's so your history lesson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So now that that's done, who wants to go first with the with the first real cut or nominate or or uh, promotion? <laughs> I'm looking so, at the list and I'm like what would I take a shot at? And I'm like, I don't... There's nothing on the list that's like, get that out of there. Like, warm fuzzies, but get it out. Well, okay, maybe. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... Go I'm going to go with our other oldest console, the Atari 2600. Mm-hmm. Um, similar okay. reasons to Magnavox. Like, yeah, it's there, and like, it has such a huge place, especially in like cult pop culture these days. Um, historically, it is what it is. Like it's the Atari, like crazy. But <laughs> I, I, I don't have any like personal feelings towards it. Yeah. But just about everything else, I think I do. Yeah, I would say the twenty six hundred was my first uh, introduction into, I guess, gaming. Let me think. Yeah, because my so my grandparents had a twenty six hundred, and anytime I would go over to their house, I would play like pong or circus or joust and you know stuff like that. 
and it was such mm-hmm. a simple system you know had a couple switches just a little mm-hmm. joystick joystick with a little red button you put the cartridge in boots up you know play your game but with all the fondness for the 2600 and it being like the first true like household console that people actually like owned <laughs> in, in large quantities it also atari as a company you know infamously crashed the market and almost ruined gaming in general <laughs> from lack of lack of oversight with what they were putting out there um they saw huge success with the console so they were just green lighting the shittiest stuff and just rushing it through development just to get it in homes get people buying it and that lack of like management nearly tanked the whole industry so for that fact alone i don't it definitely doesn't belong on a rush more even though it's it is a, an endearing console and has a lot of like really good like arcadey ports to it basically you know like pac-man and of course the the 2600 version of pac-man is pretty shit compared to like a cabinet but whatever. anything else literally <laughs> yeah. anything else <laughs> but yeah i mean if if most people know about et how it you know it was like a complete <sighs> train wreck disaster and the, the, you know, blacked the, out oh my god yeah the burying them in the <laughs> desert and like just like that whole that whole story um so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of darkness a lot of evil with the 2600 <laughs> so so yeah chelsea okay. do you have any you have anything to add before we eliminate? no i've never played it i don't feel any strong association with it so yeah um, good deal cool. excellent yeah <laughs> all right peace Atari. now it's more difficult for me <laughs> <laughs> hey you didn't want to go first so this is your penance for real no, i know for real what i will do? i will say one i know i'll say one to take off and there's no real malicious intent behind it i it just doesn't meet 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 the goal here no it doesn't but it's definitely a stepping stone that bridges that you know there's far superior ones that build a pop so oh. i want to take off the original game boy dun 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 i'm gonna go ahead before we even get into this i'm gonna let the listeners know i have never owned a handheld outside of the vita and the vita for sure wasn't gonna make this list <laughs> so <laughs> poor vita <laughs> um so this is this is definitely a conversation between you two because i don't really know too much about the nintendo handhelds even from a historical standpoint i having never owned one and very seldom even like held one or played with one um i didn't really put a whole lot of thought or effort into that whole l- sub genre i guess of gaming so yeah yeah i i've definitely played with a lot of the nintendo handhelds and everything and i i absolutely love their handhelds i think they're incredible they did an amazing job on them all and it's amazing with just how iconic so many of those are i just wasn't really feeling you know just the original game boy just because like the game boy color itself i think is even more iconic and I don't know. You can still play that thing today. I still have mine. I get that out from time to time. It still holds up. It's amazing. What was the what was the time gap between the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color? Was it like a was it was that iteration like pretty quick or was that like you know does anyone know? 
Um, I don't, I, I don't think it was too, too long, um, no, before not. the color came out. Um, I'm looking it up here real quick. Uh, because like initially that it, they wanted the original Game Boy to have color, but they couldn't like make it fit like in the casing or so I can't remember like what the deal was. And then, so they, they pushed out the color like pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so they could like get back on so the original game boy came out in 89 which is crazy you don't think about it being that early um and then the color oh well the color came out in 98 so i guess for me having been born Mm -hmm. in 90 and we didn't get a game boy till like i don't know probably 98 like for me that was a pretty quick turnaround but nine years i mean that's not Mm -hmm. too bad that's a pretty good life nine years is a pretty huge yeah i mean you think nine years in today's terms like how often every modern console is like iterated on these days you it's like two years and there's like all right we got the slim or we got the the, you know right yeah like nine years that's (laughs) pretty crazy just for for color the uh between the color and advance that was only three yeah which i was gonna say i feel like between the other handhelds it's been a lot faster between them wasn't the Game Boy sort of like a make good because the Virtual Boy or whatever was such a like colossal disaster? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, we got this Game Boy, which mm-hmm. is like our second attempt at like a handheld peripheral because <laughs> the, <laughs> the other one was such shit. <laughs> but kudos to Nintendo for even like trying all this weird stuff. Like that's that's something they haven't lost in their... Mm-hmm. And their history is the uh, the balls to try something <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, and thank yes. God that they did so many things because so much, so much came, so much uh, bigger things like other companies ran with after they did it. Like, oh yeah. I always like my students are always like, oh Nintendo, it's for little kids, and I'm like, you need to, you need to respect because Xbox wouldn't have happened without any Nintendo stuff, and they're like. But it came out first. I'm like, that's some ignorance, but you keep doing what? it. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, for so many of my kids, like so many ki- like younger kids, um, they haven't been alive in a world that didn't have Xbox. <sighs> kids these days. Yeah. they don't. They or they're don't like, have... oh, well, Microsoft existed before guns, Nintendo. No. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even true. So you you need to just get off the high horse kiddos come on now yeah i wonder if they i wonder if your kids know that nintendo got started making trading cards before they even started making games clearly not clearly not they've been a company since like the turn of the century yeah yeah last century the turn of last century yeah the turn of last century sorry (laughs) yeah but no, the the Game Boy was beautiful. I played my very first Pokemon game on it. It's a huge, but it's a huge uh, stepping stone for what a bulk of Nintendo's business would later become. Mm-hmm. Um, but four so... dub four double A's, four double A's, <laughs> four <was> too much <laughs> double A's. It's like was uh... so expensive. <laughs> it was like uh, the Game Gear basically needed like a car battery to power it it did <laughs> it's like oh i got this really cool sega handheld it takes 37 double a batteries to power it <laughs> like oh cool 
<laughs> and it wouldn't even last that long. And it would last like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Bon voyage, Game Boy. Bye-bye, Game Boy. We love you, but not today. Mm-hmm. I literally hardly knew you. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I see. I can't. I can't really. I can't even bring up any of these handhelds. There's four handhelds left on the list. Can't even. That's okay. We'll take care of those. Yeah, you guys. Yes. You guys are gonna have to handle that business. <laughs> we will handle it. Um. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start here. I'm going to say the. Uh... <sighs> it's tough, Damn. isn't it? Yeah. All right. The Xbox 360. Gutsy. But I understand. For removal. Not only is it... Okay, so this one's kind of an odd one. The 360 (laughs) is the most successful of the Xboxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For for a lot of reasons. Um, And I probably my favorite xbox console for its gaming catalog which was superb in that generation um and xbox live that was like when it like i mean xbox live was on the original xbox with when halo 2 came out they had with live that became like kind of like the industry standard but they perfected it with the 360 they also perfected the controller with the 360 um oh man th- that that original xbox controller oh, the Jesus duke Christ. i couldn't even hold it like yeah, it was same, bigger than same. my head <laughs> <laughs> um but the reason i don't think the 360 makes them the rush more is twofold one i even though i don't think it's super fair to bring up but the red ring of death has such a blemish on that company mm-hmm. to this day like the 360 has forever tarnished their own name because of it where so many people were so burned on that that they've or forever like they cast that that whole like company aside like fuck fuck xbox fuck microsoft i'm never buying another console from you well like up to that point and even like after has has there been such a like major issue with any console that absolutely bricked it and made you spend another $250 mm-hmm. on a new console. You know, I mean, like wow. Almost every every yeah. almost every console has hardware glitches. I mean, the PS3 had the power cords that would fry out. The PlayStation 1 had the disk drive that you had to hold the console upside down for it to work. Even like modern consoles have like brick, like PS4's brick and Xbox One. Like every console has these issues. But the Red Ring of Death was so infamous. I mean, that was, like, in, so like, widespread, though. Yeah, All the other have, issues were, like, caught real quick and, like, yeah. dealt with in the very next yeah. thing or whatever the case may be. But for the when you have when you have, though, like, when you have, like, the, when you have, like, local news talking about it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not just, like, you know people within your community, like, within your gaming community or your gaming circles talking about the issue, but, like... When people outside of the that realm are talking about it, like that's that's a deal. That's a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, another mm-hmm. thing that I don't like about the 360 generation is how they would piecemeal so much of their peripherals. Like, if you guys remember, they had, like, three different versions of the console or whatever. There was, like, the base, and then they had, like... I don't think it was called the Pro. I think it was called the Elite, actually. It was, like, black. And then they had the arcade version. And the arcade version didn't even have, like... Like, a, a the full hard drive. It didn't have a Wi-Fi adapter on it. Like, it was basically just a stripped-down 360. And you had to go to the store and buy all the shit to actually, like... <laughs> make it a regular functioning console i guess um and all that stuff was so stupid expensive like just buying having to buy a wi-fi adapter to plug into your console to connect to the internet without like a direct ethernet and it was you know an ungodly amount of money like the fact that they like split all this stuff up and you had to buy everything piecemeal to build a console and it it cost twice as much to do so like i hated all of that that was all so shitty. <laughs> um, Got to spend that extra money. <laughs> yeah, like they, they they really... The business model was to try and like milk the consumer as much as possible mm. for as much... Like it, 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 it's like Apple almost. Where it's like, oh, you want to plug your headphones into your phone? Well, you got to buy this adapter because we don't use normal like jacks anymore like that kind of shit you know like they're making proprietary mm-hmm. equipment to sell to you because they're not going to put it in the console <laughs> so but one of the things i love about the three i don't want to keep i don't want to shit on the 360 forever because one of the things i do love about it besides the game catalog and the uh and xbox live and the controller is when they launched xbox live arcade and it gave indie developers a marketplace to pub- self-publish games without having to go to these big AAA publishers like 2K and EA and all this other shit to actually get their games seen. That alone created like the whole indie game space for future consoles and future generations of developers to be able to bypass the normal like route of game development. Like this, this stuff was, you know, already on PC, but PC and consoles are kind of a separate, basically separate lanes. You know what I mean? Like oh, yes. the PC, the Very PC master so. race, mm-hmm. like they have their own lane and that's great. And we're happy for them. <laughs> but in terms of like console space, like the idea of like an indie game before that, like didn't exist. And now we take it for granted that like indies are just like a, a thing, you know, and that, you get, you know, thank Microsoft and their endeavors to give indie developers a voice and a place to publish. Like, that was huge. Um, but yeah, I just think there's way too many blemishes on the 360 to make it a Rushmore candidate. Even though I love Indeed. it. And it has some of my favorite games on there. But I just Fair don't think in my... I don't think in good conscience I could put it on a Rushmore with all the uh, <laughs> issues it had. <laughs> right. Yeah, oddly enough, sure. oddly enough, I just I just had uh, this information just came out recently. They they did like a uh, lifespan sales of Xboxes in Japan. So in the twenty years that Xbox has been a thing, they've only sold like two point something million in Japan total. <laughs> 
the 360 was the one that sold like 1.6 like the original xbox sold like 40,000 units because like in japan like xbox is like a boutique like niche like collector's console you know it's a completely different country different market different game like everything and like yeah it's just it doesn't have a foothold over there so i just think it's funny in 20 years they've only sold like two million consoles there's just there's nothing for them to do on it (laughs) that's so fucking crazy to me if japan liked shooters more then maybe Mm -hmm. but even maybe i even even if they did they still have the playstation well that and like the original xbox when it came out even the games for it like localization is like a thing we take for granted now because that wasn't such a big priority for developers 20 years ago you know if you bought a game that came out in japan you're playing it in japanese and vice versa like it was unless it's like a huge popular series like with a from a big like a like a square square soft or like a lot of these like smaller studios don't they didn't pay for localization you know and like same with like the west like when they develop a game they don't they didn't have people on staff to localize it for a japanese audience <laughs> so that's just like all that stuff that now is just like common you a game launches and it's localized for like 30 different languages and all these accessibility options and yada 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 like that's that's like a modern ideal you know that wasn't a big thing in the 90s and the early aughts so kind of makes a difference <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so all right so bye bye to the 360 i love you 360 you're a good boy just too dramatic i never had the red ring happen and i had the arcade version like i had the cheapest base model you could get (laughs) the little guy never red ringed on me (laughs) power through (laughs) yep all right is that is that me or is that chelsea yes whoever whoever it's whoever has a good one oh god okay um uh, this is so difficult. Okay, I don't like myself already for it, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the regular Nintendo, the good old NES. Um, kind of okay. like the Game Boy, like it had all the right things for like what we had at the time, but it was usurped. And it carried everything with it into the next generation. I don't know. Yeah. Help me out. <laughs> the only... Okay, the, there's two... There, uh, there's two mm-hmm. things of pushback that I would offer. Okay. One, NES is like... If the Atari 2600 almost destroyed the industry, the NES is credited for saving it. Right? yeah mm-hmm. and partly because of first party offerings but second and less like known is something that people complain about today about nintendo is what actually was the best thing that could have happened to the industry 20 years ago or whatever or however long it's been math it's too late in the evening for math now <laughs> but anyways <laughs> nintendo had such stringent regulations for third party 
to ha to develop on the console such like oversight and making sure that it wasn't just a bunch of trash getting thrown onto this console for people to play like they had so many uh like just like contracts and licensing agreements and all this like red tape that these developers had to go through just to even put something on that console but that's kind of what needed to happen because the atari as a company did the opposite of that they're just like oh yeah put whatever bullshit you want on our con they're like steam you know <laughs> steam's just like yeah whatever everything's fine <laughs> your responsibility deal with it yeah exactly <laughs> the nes started the 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 kind of the, the, the nintendo way of thinking where they're just very like play it close to the chest but that's kind of what needed to happen because that console just had a series of bangers after like one after another you know like if you think about all those like mario and zelda and like all these like original ips like they were so perfectly crafted and curated like it made that a must-own console you know and like i don't know though too much i'm sorry because i never did play the nes or the super nintendo and I was actually curious to hear your guys' thoughts on it because I have never played them to see what you guys loved about those so much. I, to this well, day, I regret getting rid of my original Nintendo. I had the, uh, like, top loader version, which was, like, modeled after, like, the Famicom, which is, like, the Japanese version of the Nintendo. Like, in Japan, mm -hmm. they were called Famicom, not Nintendo Entertainment Systems. <laughs> um... I never owned a Super Nintendo, but like everyone in my neighborhood had one, so I played a lot of it. Mm. But I mean, kind of like what like Wade was saying, like the Super Nintendo is exactly that. It's just the Nintendo, but it's super. Like it's <laughs> it had the it had the 16-bit graphics. It had basically all those IPs got sequels, and you know with the 16-bit graphics chip, you had not only better graphics, but you had better music and like everything to help compete with the genesis who which was also a 16-bit console so i mean if i'm coming down more on it on just from like a historical angle like the nes is like the crown jewel of the industry because it is our <laughs> the second coming basically like oh thank god this console came and resurrected a dying industry that everyone thought was like like don't put money into this because it's gonna tank it's gonna fail you know like, no one took gaming seriously mm. in the 80s after the Atari mm. Fallout. So, a, 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 trading, a trading card company, Nintendo, making a console and basically having this, like, <laughs> this hysteria overnight that everyone needed it and reinvigorated an entire, like, dying industry. Like, to me, that's, like, a Rushmore status. Um, but purely 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 like industry driven like historical focus um hmm. so wade what uh, rebuttal <laughs> um like i i get the historical part um but i'm not really coming at it that way right um you know for me like N the nintendo the original nintendo was like the beginning of gaming um for me and my family um i think a lot of people like our age growing up yeah. Um, that's, that's what we had. That's what there was. Um, so historically I can't deny any of that. Um, yeah. but as far as like, in like time spent with it and enjoyment, 
um, and stuff like that. I, w I wouldn't put it in a personal in a personal um, list. All right. So, so what do you right. what do you think? What do you think, Chelsea? As the uh, unbiased third party, since you haven't you haven't just hearing just well just hearing both sides, I guess. What do you think? No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys want to keep the NES for a while and take out the Super Nintendo. Is what I'm understanding. Okay, so if I had to pick between the two. I would pick the NES purely on the standpoint of uh, historical impact, but I would agree with Wade that the SNES is the better system and had the better games. So, so take take you know, <laughs> what's more important to you for a Rushmore console? Like its impact in the industry or its fun factor? I guess. That I'm supposed to pick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right now. Or we could table both. Or we could table both of them and 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 come back to it later. I think we'll table it for now. I do think that you know, you know, historical. That's you know, I love history. I love you know historical significance. But I think with consoles and everything, there's that fun factor, that long-lasting impact of the enjoyability of wanting to go back to and play those games and play that system anyway so but we can table that for now we can see if we can knock off another one all right we chelsea was, <laughs> chelsea then that's on you uh, yes it is nominator replacement <laughs> i'm debating if i want to do another if i want to talk about another handheld we got four of them on the table and i don't think all four of them are going to be on the rushmore so i have to whittle them down at some point well because there's two I want to go after, but yes, I will. Well, well, just like two, two, well, uh, well, one of the I'll go after one of the handhelds. That's fine. Okay. I think I want to remove the Game Boy Advance. <gasps> oh no! Whoa! <laughs> no. I wasn't. I didn't think that one first. I was just not really oh. emotionally prepared for that yet. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Okay, I just tell me about it. Tell me about it. Okay, so. Initially, when I think of the Game Boy Advance, I do think of like the longer version system, the one that, you know, but I, I also think, you know, that does cover like the SP. Now, I absolutely do love the SP. That is also a system I still have today. And it does have a lot of perks to it. Like it has the backlight and everything. It has, you know, the you light on it, it that tells you, yes, you could charge you could it. Charge that, the damn thing. No more that it shows like us. when it's a low battery you know, that's all fun and everything, but, and yes, it, you know, that one particular, like, it, it did fold down, it was a lot smaller, you could put it in your pocket, but the Game Boy Advance, like, the original one itself, I, I mean, I honestly didn't own, own that system, it's, that one didn't really build off the Game Boy Color for me, it didn't really add anything to it, it just... Can you, hold on, before you go any further, um, for yes. us, uh, uh, handheld novices in the crowd what was the iteration like what was the difference between like or let's say you had a game boy color let's say okay. i ethan own a game boy color mm -hmm. nintendo just releases the game boy advance what was the push besides games that made me need to own an advance you know what i'm asking um you I could, honestly thought you it was could just play all games. of your previous games on it you could play the new advance games and you could play your old games 
Okay. But it, yeah, I mean, but it did. I, I, I know the form factor added was that much. too. Yeah. Well, no, because you know it. It still used batteries. It used mm-hmm. well. I guess I think it used the same amount as of batteries as the color because the advance took two. Two. Did the color mm-hmm. take two? Yes, that the color sounds has right. Two. Yeah, um, it was two. But there's no mm-hmm. backlight, not yet. Um, the games were smaller. Like they were smaller. I thought they were kind of harder to lose. They were easier to lose um, than like the regular Game Boy games were. Um, but like the library for the advance was like huge. That's true. Um, which of course added time to it. Like down the road you know it didn't start that way um all right i have another uh, ignorant uh question <laughs> Af- what was there anything between the advance and the ds the sp well actually the, the sp and the micro but i mean were those just like oh yeah were those just like advance like an advanced architecture but with just like a backlight or the ability to you know what i mean like this is kind of the same mm-hmm. architecture yeah, but just like it was different like a the, level um, up almost in a way the micro okay. could not play old games they couldn't play original game boy or game mm-hmm. boy color games but the s the sp could sp could the SP yeah could. it could do it all um it's been such a long time my goodness um but otherwise no i mean you you go from the advanced family straight into the original ds so mm-hmm. all right well since since i don't have a, a since i don't have a, a dog in this fight mm-hmm. i'll ask mm-hmm. this to both of you is the advance the best nintendo handheld no no. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> the Game Boy Advance was the first console that I bought myself. Um, so it has a very sincere so a, place in my heart. Yeah, so there's some nostalgic hit, I, creeping in I there. I played that son of a bitch for years. <laughs> literal, literal, literal years. Um, but it's not, it's not the highest up handheld nintendo handheld for me mm-hmm. so okay well with that said can we remove it do it i don't want to watch it <laughs> okay hey but it made our top list though it did so it, it, it at least got talked about and that's that's mm-hmm. something Whew, okay it, that was too much for me <sighs> all right wade it's gonna get worse back to me Back to you because we tabled your earlier one. <laughs> Lame. Uh, yes. <laughs> I like dealing with some trauma here. Okay, give me a second. Okay. Um. Um. Okay. I'm. And I, I Ethan, you're gonna have words about this. I know. Um. But I'm gonna say the Sega Genesis. You're taking it off. Yeah. <laughs> that I, hurts. Me I too. love it. <laughs> I love it, but um, the like the the games that came away, like that survived past the Genesis, were not a lot. Only like a small handful of like IPs and stuff like that, like continued to exist. 
um, in the future for Sega. Um, and now some of those IPs have had humongous, you know, uh, Im- imprints in like video game history, but I'd also say Sega no. in general has just been struggling to <laughs> stay relevant. Or poor mm. Sega, because mm-hmm. even Sega. after even after the Dreamcast kind of bellied up their hardware yeah. side of business, mm-hmm. it was from a software side. It was really hard for like, there's not a really a whole lot of uh, like Sega has a lot of IP that's known, but a lot of it's known for bad reasons. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense yeah yeah um the genesis was the console i got instead of the super nintendo um so everyone had you know everyone had super nintendo and was playing like street fighter 2 and and i had the genesis and i'm playing like streets of rage and altered beast and <laughs> streets know, of rage echo yeah. the dolphin you know oh i forgot about echo (laughs) so great um yeah chelsea go because i'm 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 reeling here so you you've had a genesis (laughs) yes yes i've had a genesis this was my family's first console at least you know when i was born everything like that was the console that i enjoyed gaming on learned to play games and everything so it definitely holds a huge nostalgia factor for me and it's just what I always think of when I think of a classic video game system like that is one that comes to mind because I never played any of the Nintendo ones or anything and that was what my family grew up playing and I always just think about Sonic we played a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog too and I definitely do understand that yeah it doesn't quite have as lasting on the impact now, I guess, you know, it's not something that people talk about unless they talk about that particular system, but you can't use those cartridges on anything else now. No. (laughs) To be, I mean, most of Sega's, like, most of Sega's, like, catalog has been re-released on, like, every console since, and, like, Mm -hmm. collector, you know, the Sega Genesis Master Collection, there's, like, 60 games, you know what I mean? Like, they've got a lot, that guy, that's how they, that's how they, curb the uh backwards compatibility but that was sega the doesn't... sega console in my opinion that was oh yeah for sure like yeah if you, had, yeah. If you yeah. wanted something that's what you wanted that's what that's the yeah. sega that you mm-hmm. wanted it's also a first true competitor to nintendo you mm-hmm. know uh when the genesis came onto the market like the the console war begun you know <laughs> 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 um sega spent a lot of time and resources and money trying to bring down nintendo as like top dog you know and that sonic was like their way of doing so or trying to do so you know Mm -hmm. Mm because they tried really hard to make a foil for mario and his pals (laughs) well i mean they succeeded (laughs) who doesn't love who doesn't love sonic like I, I love Sonic. True. I, love I Sonic. think people like the idea of Sonic, but most Sonic stuff is just not good. Uh, Classic Sonic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's why that that the Sonic. Um, uh, what was that Sonic game that came out a couple years ago? That was essentially just like a remixed version of like 
the OGs. Sonic Mania? Sonic Mania. That's why that yeah. game was actually a success. You know what's funny? That game wasn't even made by Sega. Yeah, I know. That was made by... It was like a fan, Ooh. basically. Yeah, it was a fan, and they saw it, and they were like, hey, you want to... You want to, like... Yeah, they, legally keep making that game yeah. and then we release it and he's like um yeah that sounds like a good idea <laughs> yeah it was like a fan it was like a fan project of a guy just like remixing old sonic levels and then making some new ones mm-hmm. and sega's like hey we haven't been able to do this in 20 years so we'll just <laughs> instead we'll just of you allow... doing it illegally would you like to do yeah. it legally <laughs> <laughs> we'll just allow you to do it and make the best sonic game since you know the 90s <laughs> man i I, I want to hope for this new one so bad, the Sonic Frontiers game. Oh, that's like the open world-esque one? Yeah, I'm hoping for it. I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen any gameplay on it yet, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I, yeah, I just don't... I think the problem with... Before we go down a huge rabbit hole about Sonic, I think the problem <laughs> with Sonic is his moveset is so complicated to gamify in other ways besides just side-scrolling. Like, 3D Sonic is very hard to actually, like, navigate as a player and to develop for as a developer to make it actually feel like a Sonic game. Because the whole point of Sonic is to just, like, go blazing fast through these levels that are very labyrinthian until you finally hit the right tunnel to get you... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not not like Mario where it's very just, like... Adventurous. Well, more platformer. Mm Mm-hmm. where sonic is just like i'm just it's i'm just trying to like shoot through this level as fast as i can and a lot of the times a, a lot of it's out of your control and it's just like the design of the level is pushing you through it you know at I mean? sonic adventure where a mario game is very much like it's timing and plat and precise platforming and you know which is easier to like mimic across to uh, like generations i guess but like a sonic game i just feel like it's very complicated so like the idea of an open world sonic like i just i hope they have a good idea (laughs) well like the director or something is like i can't remember what he's done before but people are like oh it it may be this is it maybe this is the game yeah i don't know we'll see because sonic's not fun when he's not going fast you know like I don't want Indeed. to just bop around and platform as a blue head <laughs> blue hedgehog, you know. Like that's not what Sonic is. Sonic's just closing his eyes and just zipping through these crazy levels, you know. Hey, but at least he's got some good movies right now. So there's that. <laughs> he's got a <laughs> decent film. Um, if you're gonna tell me that I this movie, the second no. movie, is not going to be a masterpiece, you can exit yourself because it looks so freaking good. <laughs> I will I'm, a thousand gonna, percent tell you it's there. not going to be a masterpiece. To each their own masterpiece. Um, yeah. Sir, no. No. Um, oh, okay, stop. Idris Elba as Knuckles, get was a yourself mistake. out of here. We I love Idris Elba. Before I say something. Before I say something. So, back to the consoles. <laughs> taking it off. Hateful comments get yeah. taken off. Oh, <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> No more conversation. Right. Conversation over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Genesis not making the Mount Rushmore. Um, Good. The two things I'll say about it before we leave it in the dust. Um, it definitely had the better sound card than the Super Nintendo. Some of the soundtracks for Genesis games are amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, secondly, yeah. I think the controller is better. 
the six button. Man, that controller is so button. cool. That's nice. Yeah, the Genesis controller was like, um, like really well designed. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. But yeah. Okay, Ethan. So, so, yeah, farewell. All right. Back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um. Damn. We have How eight about? To go. Oh my god. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. So let's. Damn, I don't... All right, let's do the PlayStation 1. That's fine. Ouch. To be I mean, it's not not my favorite PlayStation. There's three PlayStation consoles on this list. Yes. One of them is... uh, I think almost should be a shoe-in for a variety of reasons... And then there's another one that may be Sony's best console from just design and catalog. And then there's the PlayStation 1, <laughs> which is neither of those things. But it was, the PlayStation 1 has Final Fantasy 9 now. on it. <laughs> but you can play on all of them. Yeah, Final Fantasy 9 exists on no. like, phones. So. <laughs> so I don't give a shit about that. Uh... You're a monster. <laughs> um, the PlayStation 1 may be the most poorly designed. Well, no. I think the PS3 might be the most poorly designed PlayStation console. PlayStation 1 definitely had its problems. A lot of hardware problems. Faulty disk drives and, and shoddy design here and there. Um, it wasn't as widespread as the Red Ring of Death. But it definitely had its issues. The catalog I, is top notch, um, from from JRPGs to even uh, like it had all the Disney games that Chelsea, I'm sure you <laughs> are that you played. Those games are fun. Excuse me. Yeah. There's um, so many fighting games crashed. on there too. Oh yeah, I mean it. It had a wide like diverse portfolio i would say um but just if we're if we're talking all playstation consoles and the the three that are on this list i just don't think the playstation one overtakes two or four and that's kind of my my only reason for eliminating it um just because i just don't think it has the significance the design or the catalog that overtake the other two okay so i'll give you that there's not really anything anymore on this list that's not going to break my heart so i I gotta get over it (laughs) (laughs) oh all right well it will continue to break okay yes you you all are going to do nothing that's not going to hurt me so just keep doing what you're doing okay well there's a couple on this list and i mean they're ones that i haven't played i just don't feel like quite meet the top tier standard and one of those is the 3ds really interesting i mean just because it has 3d like an aspect of like the 3d is cool and everything but it doesn't work for everybody you know it's a gimmick that 
it causes a lot of people headaches or problems and they don't get to fully enjoy that aspect of it. And it did add like, you know, specialized games that were only for the 3DS, but you could still play a lot of the DS games. And I think the DS is the superior console. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if you're looking at the 3DS just simply because of its gimmick of 3D, um, which we've had this conversation before, but like nobody used the 3D on the 3DS. Like, I mean, for, we can't. We can't be once they bought it, but everybody had it off. I mean, we can't be that glib about it. I'm sure there's people that. I'm sure people like oh, yeah. it, but uh, I <laughs> nobody would say, I knew. Yeah, exactly. I, which it, is a lot of people. <laughs> I would. Oh, settle down. <laughs> I mean, ever everybody I I knew in high school and uh, late high school and then into college and after, like they all had 3ds's. Right. I'm um, just saying I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and be like, "Oh, hey, everyone who's had a 3DS never played it, like, or used it or liked it." Like, we're not here to make that statement at Podcast Mastered. <laughs> oh well, I am. That's a personal statement, I guess. <laughs> have, the one, the one of the three of us that have had it since it came out, I will say that very confidently. I mean, I agree with you. It was a gimmick for sure, but I don't think that's. <laughs> what made the 3ds successful i think it's catalog is what made it the, that's so what successful. i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying i agree with um, you i'm just saying i don't want to take out my 3ds all statement. the time to play old games all the time and it had right, like, well, virtual console and stuff like that as well yeah because wasn't it the first one to have an actual e-shop yeah hmm hmm that's, i don't know and, All right. and again, well, like the DS, you can do everything on the DS on the 3DS, but better. There isn't any games that you can't play. Um, you can continue to play Game Boy Advance games. And Oh, wait. On the 3DS, can you do that? Maybe that was just the DS. Probably through the... If they had a virtual it, yeah. console. No, there wasn't virtual for Game Boy Advance yet. Oh. Well, um, I say we table it, take a break, and we'll come back and keep having this vigorous conversation about 3DS and DS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's take a break. All right, and we're back. And before we left, Wade and Chelsea were debating the merits of the DS and the 3DS. So we'll just kind of pick that back up. Um, Chelsea doesn't think the 3DS hangs, and Wade disagrees. So take it for <laughs> take it take it from there. Um, Chelsea, why would why would you pick the DS over the 3DS? Now I did kind of mention before it was true that I I do not have experience with playing the 3DS. I did not own it, but I did own the DS, and so. I think it was also because I already had the DS and I didn't want to get a new system when the 3DS came out. I didn't see the point. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that it really had enough to offer me. And I really loved everything the DS had. It was very innovative. It had a lot of really cool features. It used it in a lot of their games. And so I guess I was just content with the original instead of an upgrade. I gotcha. I always saw the 3DS not as an upgrade. Like, it was a whole new system. Um, like, because, like, the, uh, it, play, it has its own games, but, like, that, the library's not small. It, it, ha it itself hasn't upgraded, like, the new 3DS. 
Um, that upgraded version has games that only it can play as well. Um, mm-hmm. So was it's it... like... Go ahead. Sorry, was the 3DS the first uh, Nintendo handheld to have the little uh, thumbstick, the joystick? Or did the DS have that? The DS was... just had buttons. Okay, so the mm-hmm. 3DS... But the 3DS had... had... The 3DS had it. Had the 3DS thumb, had that. The yeah. Yeah. Okay. But also had the D-pad as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, it was the first time like a, a Nintendo handheld actually put a joystick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I... Uh, I don't I don't really have any a leg to stand on. I've, nev- I've used the DS a handful of times. My sister owned one and I would play Professor Layton on it. I thought it was fun i guess i mean good handheld (laughs) um but like i said that's just not my like realm of expertise i guess for chelsea's point of view the ds has kind of laid laid the uh the groundwork for what the 3ds would become Mm -hmm. so maybe Mm -hmm. that should like give it a little bit of like uh, a bonus point because yeah the 3ds is its own system because it's you know, it has its eShop, it has its own games, but it is basically just like an an iteration on a, a DS by, by design for the most part. Like it's, it wasn't so, it wasn't so a, a far jump in hardware design and architecture going from like the Advance to the DS as it, you know, from like a DS to a 3DS, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they pulled up blueprints and like, hey, you know what, maybe if we just do these two things and we can have a new system <laughs> if, like I'm, that, that's being very that's being very uh, glib about the whole thing but i'm just trying to see it from both sides here mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. usually when it comes to for me usually when it comes to like a, a scenario like this where like the 3ds may just be like the better version of a ds the ds for me kind of gets the gets the kudos because it was like the foundation i guess like the 3ds the the ds is the is the is the foundation and the 3ds is the house that's built on it (laughs) if that makes sense so um but yeah i don't know it's i'll kind of leave it up to you guys for like final say i don't want to be that guy to be like oh yeah whatever i didn't (laughs) i don't have any experience with either one so fuck them so (laughs) that'll kind of be for you guys to decide what do you think chelsea both can't survive so i'll I'll put it that way (laughs) naturally well i yeah I still think the DS has a fighting chance at this point, so I would just like to keep that one in the running and get rid of the 3DS. But okay. I know that you have a lot of love for the 3DS as well. Well, so. I I love the, I love the regular DS too. So like like mm-hmm. I said, nothing's going to be easy for me at this point. <laughs> um, Which would be a tougher like what's a tougher loss? Like losing the DS or losing the 3DS? I couldn't say. I couldn't say. Is there anything for you? Guess. Is there anything for you that inches one above the other? Uh, man, because si- since I you've already know. said you don't give a shit about the gimmick for the 3ds, I, I know that's not the only thing it adds, but that's like by namesake. That's like its main 
shtick. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, if if Chelsea can make a decision, then I can go with that. That's fine. So the 3DS is canned, is what, is what yeah. you're saying. Yes, I guess so. Woo, woo, doggy. All right. So is it? It's it's to you now, Wade. You get. Uh. You can lash out irrationally and strike at the heart of Chelsea. <laughs> I don't even know how we would if do that. If you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Well, I think. I think I could circle in on one, but that would that would hurt all of us. So. So no, I'm not going to be vindictive about it. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> That's a nice feel. Oh man. Um Good golly gosh, this is so this is so difficult. Um let's go back to the NES SNES thing. Okay. Do either okay. of you seeing either of these two consoles being in their Mount Rushmore? I would say the NES just purely for a significant standpoint. I think when you think Mount Rushmore, to me, it just, it just, like, you guys talk about, like, uh, Fun Factor and, and Gaming Catalog, and it, this console still has both of those. Like, even when NES games are released on, like, virtual consoles, like, people go crazy for it. So it has, like, that lasting appeal, but it also just has, like, the historical significance within the industry. So, um, for me, that matters a lot. The SNES may be the better console of the two, like better design, um, and just like, you know, it got super. It's super for you know a reason. <laughs> it's the the super version of it, but that's it's kind of with like the DS and the 3DS. Like, it's just like yeah, it's a better version of an already established thing. So, Chelsea. This is hard for me because, you know, I really don't have a have too much of a thought for either of them. But I do recall, I thought you said the SNES had the better games for one of you guys. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's... So it just, wasn't just that it was the better system. It did have more games that you enjoyed. Yeah, but, uh, like, the SNES is basically, like, they had some new stuff, but it was also just, like, sequels of what was established already on, you know what I mean? Like, and those sequels you could, are... You could save your games, too. Yeah. In like the, I said, like, NES, every game started ooh. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Unless you had like some games had like a uh, like a code or something that you could type in to get to certain. You know, they had like some Konami games had like workarounds and weird shit like that. Um, I'm pretty sure Metroid had like a code system, or maybe that was like on the SNES. I can't remember now. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, from a from a hardware purely architecture standpoint, like the SNES is obviously like the superior console, and uh, but like I said, I'm I'm standing on like just the laurels of history here. <laughs> just the, <laughs> like to me, that's what matters for a, a Rushmore console is like its its impact on the industry at large, and the NES is like why we're even here talking about this stuff. Okay, I'll say SNES then. Yeah, I'll take it off. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. 
Wade, was that just your way to like get out of having to nominate something else? Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, at least we dealt with it for now. I see your game here. <laughs> um, Should we let the listeners know what we have left? Just to give them yeah, a recap? Yeah, yeah, oh, go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead, Chelsea. Go ahead and give them, give them a recap of what's left. All right. So, yes, this is a slow, difficult process for us, but what we have right now is the NES, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 2, Xbox, the original one, uh, Nintendo Wii, PlayStation 4, Game Boy Color, Nintendo DS, and the Nintendo Switch. All right. Um... Hmm. There's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Damn, this one's. There's a lot of Nintendo stuff left on here. Um, and not and and not all of it's gonna make it. Obviously, I'm just trying to. Well, pull pull out the knife. Go ahead and do what you're gonna do. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of which one. Like, there's some on here that I know that I don't like for like personal reasons, but that alone I don't think is enough to like start an argument. Be like, oh, I just don't like it for these subjective reasons. I'm trying to find the objectivity, like the the objective criticism here. <laughs> um, Unless you want to be really wild and. F- nominate one that you think we'll all just jump on i mean i kind of said it just with our last i honestly think the nes should be on the rushmore if i was gonna if out of this list if i was gonna nominate any of them i would say that just purely for its its impact on the industry i think that is the what a rushmore is that's why on our rushmore and you know (laughs) for presidents like it's more just like the significance for a lasting impact and not just like what they did in their and the, the time they had kind of thing and the nas has the most lasting impact on the industry um if i was going to go that route and nominate one out of the nintendo stuff that's left that i don't think would be on a rushmore i would say the 64 if we want to open that up for discussion you will um, have the conversation. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind I w- of agree, but like, I don't think I could speak ill. It's fine. <laughs> I like the Nintendo 64, and I, I liked it when I had it, but it's probably the only console on this list where none of the games are enjoyable to go back to now. And owning like that system. like a thing sis- when we were younger. Yeah. Well, you never played Paper just, Mario, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean... Or Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is not super great to go back and play. Like, even with its, like, modern emulated version, it's just... It's not good. Which which modern emulated version? The one Nintendo just did for their virtual console. For the Switch? Oh, well, no, that version's worse than the 64. The one on the the 3DS is good. Well, that, like that's a completely like remade like game though yeah that's what i'm saying one is like, a god-awful port that's worse than the 64 one yeah but yeah. that's what i'm saying i feel like just the 64 games how they were designed and developed kind of 
pigeonholed their relevance to a that era. Like you think of like an NES game with pixel art, side scroller, like that stuff is still relevant today. Like they're still making games in that style. No one's really making 64-bit 3D games that look like that that are like 12 polygons. Like like those games just don't run or look great anymore and even and you have to completely remake them from the ground up to even enjoy them. Um I never liked the controller. I think it's just like giving like a, a room of like play school like like preschool kids like play doh and make a controller out of it. Like I always hated the design of the controller. <laughs> I loved the quirkiness of it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was funky and fun. Yeah, it's funky and fun, but it's like that's that's great for like a third party. Like if Mad Cats wanted to make a Nintendo controller, sure. <laughs> but like your your like your system standard controller should be something that is i don't know it just i i don't know i did not like it at all um but like i said for a time i loved my 64 i loved the games i played you know i loved playing majora's mask and ocarina of time and goldeneye and mario kart and pokemon stadium and super you know super mario 64 and all those games and they're still beloved to this day but it's through like rose tinted glasses because most of those things are like borderline unplayable now um and out of all the nintendo consoles left i think it's the weakest so floors i, mean, floor's I, open. I can agree with that floor's i can agree with for that guys. statement yeah it's at the bottom of my list of the nintendo ones currently on there so okay cool i uh thought there'd be more of a fight <laughs> no interesting i mean okay. like i could say things about how like you were clearly abused as a child to not love a, the huge library that it has. Like, cause if they put, if they put any of like 40 games on the, uh, on the switch, like the little virtual console thingy, I would be like night and day I'd be there. Um, <laughs> but I can agree with the statement that it's the weakest of the Nintendo consoles on the list. I just think every other console on this list has, their catalog is still worthy of being played to this day. Even a console that came out in the eighties where like the 64 is the only one on there. That's just like most of that stuff mm-hmm. requires a lot of effort to get it into a, a state that would even look good on a modern television. Like all of these nice things are being said and I'm just like glaring at the Wii the whole time <laughs> just cause it annoys me. But well, there's nothing wrong with it. It, it just annoys, annoys you. It well, let's go ahead. Let's just let's just go ahead well, and talk about it. Let's break that open. Yeah, let's yes. go ahead. All right, so go ahead, um, Wade. I don't know. Like, like it's not like the the motion controls were were fine. The controller, the nunchucks and stuff were fine. The games. All I love all my Wii games. I still have them. I don't know. It just the Wii itself just annoys me. I don't. I can't really explain it. I, I don't know. the Wii came out in the era of gaming where everyone had to find a gimmick for their console. Where it was like motion controls this and like, you know, you had the they had the Wii and then you had like the PlayStation Move and like the six axis controllers, and then you started getting like Connect and all these like weird like gimmicky shit that most gamers don't like that's not how they engage with the content. Like everyone was just trying to like 
broaden their market share, I guess. And I would argue that Nintendo was the only one that was successful at that. Because I think the Wii might mm-hmm. be the only console that you can see in like a daycare and a retirement home. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, like, mm-hmm. it's something that like a vast amount of generations can enjoy. Like, I'm, when my grandma is still alive, they used to have a class at her nursing home where they would all play like Wii sports, you know, just for like their like physical movement for the day. You know, so playing like Wii bowling yeah. mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And then like the the simplicity of a lot of the games designed for the motion controls opened it up to a whole new realm of gamers. And that's really cool. Personally, though, I didn't like most of the Wii's offering besides, I mean, I, like Wii Sports I thought was brilliant and it was super fun. But like most of their like first party like sequel games that they had to implement like motion controls to or just <laughs> were more frustrating and annoying than it was more I, the whole time you'd be playing them you're more like i just wish i had a controller and i could just sit down and play this you know just for fun do you have an example of that like skyward sword or like any of the uh <laughs> like anything where you had to like oh you have to swing oh, the nutchuck to like hit the enemies or you have to you know all like, i don't that's not how i engage with gaming i don't play games to be physical i guess like i just want to sit down and just have a controller and just you know oh yeah you're like sitting there sitting there on the in the on your couch in your chair bundled up in a blanket but like you need room to like wildly swing your arms around yeah 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 yeah. and you look ridiculous yeah 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 yeah. i that all the time yeah a lot of this (laughs) which also made it probably for the best but you don't really engage with the wii for long periods of time you know it was something you'd play for like 30, 45 minutes. You're like, all right, Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted. I'm done with this. <laughs> and you'd fire up a, a another console so you can sit there and like veg out and play a game while you sit on your ass. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't on, know. On the, I... one, on the one hand, sorry. Let me just finish this one point. On the one hand, I appreciate the Wii for <laughs> expanding gaming into other people's like realm it's it um but for me as a for me personally as a gamer i didn't really like a lot of my time with the wii if that makes sense i thought it was like a good party system you know have a bunch of friends over and and play some of these like more gimmicky motion games and stuff but just like as a something that i'd want to do on like a saturday afternoon and kill a few hours like that was the last thing on my mind was firing up the wii (laughs) so Chelsea, the floor is yours. Sorry. Yes. No. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely have a lot to say about the Wii. I totally agree that you mentioned it earlier, Ethan. Like, it kind of really bridges, like, all these generations. And it was just something that everybody could play. And this is actually what I saw, like, personally with my family. Like, my grandma did play with us. And so did my, like, four-year-old cousins. And it was just... It became, like, the system that was almost like this family get-together thing where we would all play take turns and it was just it really added to a fun time to hang out and something that you know like I said everybody could participate in and I think you know I do definitely get behind what you guys are saying about it's not really good for you know if you're really just wanting to sit down and play a game this is not the system for that this one 
yeah, involves like a little more activity, kind of more of like a very like the a very social aspect to it, but more of the social aspect in the room instead of just talking over like a <laughs> mic with people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think also my family liked it because it was kind of you know they're you know added to that excuse of playing video games, but also like kind of getting up and moving around too at the same time. Yeah. And so, but there's definitely I think that's like the biggest like the most exciting part about the Wii is that it was it was so successful and like you know people still play it today of course that it has that aspect of that gimmick that unique thing that it came up with that movement with the controller and just the party aspect of it all i remember when that was first shown off i can't remember what the uh i don't know if it was e3 or when they first showed off like the Wii as like a system and they showed off the controllers and they mm. kind of they did like a little demo. I remember like the vast majority of people going like, What in the fuck is this? <laughs> like, are you serious? Like that what are we so dumb. what are we getting into here? This looks like a huge <laughs> miss. Like what is Nintendo doing? Mm-hmm. And then it came out and, and then you it came out find them anywhere. And you couldn't find it anywhere for like months to like a year. Like that they it would was not like, stay on the shelves. Yeah, it because was it like was the, the, the consoles now. But not because, like, they couldn't make them fast enough. Yeah. But because they couldn't stay on the shelves fast yeah. enough. There was it's plenty because, of like, them out there. They just kept getting bought. Literally, if you were a person that had kids, it's like, all right, cool. This is I have to buy this for, my, you know, my, my family. Like, it was that, like, level. It was like the Tickle Me Elmo thing. Like, it was just like you had to have it if you had kids or, or anything. Plus, just the... the contingent of gamers nintendo fans and stuff they also wanted it like it just huge market share for nintendo with the with the wii it was also mm-hmm. like the like the wii was uh the wii had hd on it wasn't it wasn't it the first nintendo system to have hd or was that the wii u the wii u the... did have hdmi but i think the wii still had like no you know, like your a- typical no hd like hd graphics like i think it was the first time a nintendo oh. console had I can't remember. I don't remember. Because they kind of they they stopped they stopped putting stock into that with the GameCube because they realized they just couldn't compete with Sony and Microsoft on like a fidelity level anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. want to say the Wii at least had 720p resolution, if I remember right, which is also kind of a big deal. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. It couldn't got remember. people into gaming that probably wouldn't have gotten in gaming if it wasn't for oh, yeah. its unique gimmick that worked really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And it kind of created this whole new lane for Nintendo as we know them now. Mm-hmm. Like, the Wii sure. kind of, like, was their first, like, departure away from, like, this competitive industry. And they're just like, you know what? We're going to kind of go off and do our own thing. You guys have fun, <laughs> you know, making the same games this year after year. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to do our own thing. Um. So yeah, uh... I have love and appreciation for what it started, and what it its lasting impact is. Yeah, same. Even if I don't like it as me personally, I don't really like it as a console, and it's nothing I would engage with now. Um, I do respect what it did for Nintendo, and for like you said, just like expanding the gaming kind of horizons. Because even at that point, like gaming wasn't the multi-billion dollar industry that it is today. Like it was still not respected and still fairly niche. 
in the entertainment space, you know, that we mm-hmm. kind of like blew that wide open. I mean, to a lesser extent, it also happened with um, the, the PS2, which we'll get into that. <laughs> but the Wii kind of changed, uh, like, who is a gamer and not just, like, something for what everyone thinks a gamer is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. redefined what it was. Yeah. To be yeah, a gamer, so. yeah. Which is important. Yeah, so maybe we just hang on to it for a little bit and kind of see where it lands. Yes, I agree with that. Okay, Um, Chelsea, what what um, what do you want to bring up? There's still there's Mm. still two handhelds left. Um, Do you just want to go ahead and should we try to choose between the two of them? Yeah, I think we should try. Looking what's left on this list. Both of those aren't going to make the Rushmore, in my opinion. So I think we need to just go ahead and figure out which handheld does. Oh, yeah. Wait, just... I can. Yeah. You only you... think we should keep one? What do you? Well, I think it's going to come down to one or the other. Yeah, I don't think both of them make it. I just. <sighs> I'm worried that neither of them are going to make it. But <laughs> I mean, which one is going to try to make it to the finals here? Which one do you think, Chelsea? Well, if if I had to pick one, that uh-huh. will make it to the very end, I think it should be the Game Boy Color. Yeah. You disagree? No, <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're but right. But I do it's love just, the DS. Yes. We haven't Man, talked about the Game also... Boy Color, so can you guys wax poetically about why it is so uh, revered for you two? Um, smaller than the than the regular Game Boy. Um, less batteries. You could You could easily put it in your pocket. The other one, no absolutely not um you could you i mean you could play games in color you know like the very first time i put game uh put like pokemon gold into my game boy color like it was a whole other deal a whole other thing it was crazy um there was no backlight of course so you had to like sit next to a lamp or something like that and playing it playing it in the car was like if it was nighttime (laughs) No. I mean, you could, like, sit against, like, your window and hope to God that, like, you get street lights often enough. But if you're, like, on the interstate or something, you know, like, on the highway, unless you were cool and had the little light, you know. But I didn't mm-hmm. have that. I wasn't cool. <laughs> so, okay. Do you I mean, got... it really went along with the Pokemon craze, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I mean, hand- It was, like, the Pokemon games. Yeah. Handhelds, was... handhelds in general, yeah. We're definitely boosted by pokemon for sure Mm -hmm. um are you guys out of these two do you like the game boy color for more of like nostalgia reasons or do you just think that it's just the better uh handheld for for its catalog or for the fact that it was the first one in color or you know what i mean you know what i'm asking here like, are you guys looking at it so through rose-tinted glasses, and that's why you like it so much over the DS, or is it just, or is it superior in other reasons? You know not what you okay. ask. <laughs> yes, this is a very loaded question, and also I want to clarify: I never said that that like it makes the DS like anything less. Like the DS is an incredible system on its own. Like it's what almost I consider with what I've said about the Wii what it did for specifically handhelds 
and the generation and opened up to gaming because it was such a unique system that had that touchscreen, the little stylus. You could do different types of things when you're playing those games. Uh, I feel like it just had such a wide variety of games for every oh, everyone. Man. So much, it, so much. You could learn things. You can play with other people. You yeah, could... I do remember uh, playing Brain Age on the DS. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, there's like art games on it to teach you how to like draw and stuff, and yeah, there's all sorts of you like of Japanese. Those kinds. Yeah, there was all sorts of different <laughs> things like I that. I love yeah. that one. Yeah, it's crazy. Ah oh, man, Animal Crossing. Well, I feel like Animal Crossing was a super big deal on the DS, but oh well, no, it was <laughs> because yeah. it was the second one. You didn't mm-hmm. have to have a whole damn memory card for itself. <laughs> the GameCube. <laughs> um, you had to have an entire memory card just for ma- Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Oh, the GameCube. You didn't have to do that, though, for Wild World. Mm-hmm. So, man, Chelsea, I think we might have to go with the DS on this one. Keep the DS? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think we but it's like, I really don't want to get rid of the color at the same time. Because I, I, I want to fight to the very end. <laughs> I kind of want to fight on some other ones. Those are very strong ones. <laughs> just, you don't want to, you don't want to face the truth yet I no it. i don't i get it i'd rather face another one that we have not talked about oh which one yeah we haven't talked about the ps2 and ps4 so okay here's you how want to talk I about feel. them at the same time we could okay could. when it comes to well, those two here's how i feel um if if there was a gun to both of their heads <laughs> um <laughs> PS4 is going down <laughs> I agree I love my PS4 oh, I've used it practically <laughs> daily since the day it came out until the day that I bought my PS5 and even then several days after but the PS2 the PS2 holds so much of my formative years in the form of playing games, but also it being able to watch like DVDs and stuff in my own room at my own time. Because, you know, it did mm-hmm. all those fancy things. And playing D- uh, mm-hmm. CDs, I played CDs on it all the time. Um, my heart is really, with all the PlayStation consoles, my heart's really with the PS2 more than anything else. Chelsea, mm-hmm. what about where are you at? I love both those systems. I, of course, very dearly love my PS4. I, of course, still play it. But mm-hmm. no, the PS2, if we had to only keep one of these, I think we could just keep the PS2. Yeah, for me, I think the PS4 may be the best designed PlayStation they've ever had. And I think it also may mm-hmm. have one of the better catalogs in Sony's history from a game standpoint but that's all in my opinion the ps4 has going for it there really isn't any sort of impact or significance to it besides it's just a really well-made console and people will enjoy it until they don't and will probably never think about it again it never really it didn't do anything to the industry at large it didn't really change anything um so its historical impact i think is very minimal 
the PS2, on the other hand, not only is it... We never really brought this up, uh, sales figures for any of these consoles, because to me that doesn't really matter to for ranking uh, of Mount Rushmore, like mm-hmm. who sold the most. But I will, I will bring up that the PS2 is still number one and has been number one for a while. <laughs> um, what's, what's interesting to me is that the creation of the PS2 is a, it, that, that result is 100% why Xbox exists. That is a historical fact. Where Sony was in, the, in their market share and where they were when they were announcing the PS2 and how they were basically directly attacking the idea that PCs were no longer needed in the home front and that the PS2 was like the new entertainment everything scared Microsoft and Bill Gates so much that they had to go out and design a competitor. That right there changed the industry so much for the next i mean we're still in this outcome from that i mean microsoft was so on their heels they even tried to buy nintendo during this time they approached nintendo to be acquired nintendo obviously laughed them out of the room (laughs) but that goes to show how like where their headspace was they can't have sony who at the time was still just like a you know electronics ma- hardware manufacturer making Walkmans and stereos and all this other shit, and now saying like, oh, you don't need a PC, you don't need a, a computer in your house. The PS2 is like this new future. Like that scared the shit out of them. Um, to me, that is like a huge, 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 huge impact on the industry at large, kind of creating their own nemesis basically (laughs) um and uh, yeah and the catalog for the ps2 was stellar um it's it still holds some of my favorite series that are still going on to this day so yeah out out of all the playstation consoles i think it's i think it would be foolish of us not to have the ps2 as like a shoe in for a rushmore console oh yes yes Mm mm-hmm um, Completely biased. Also, it's the console that gave us Kingdom Hearts. Boom, done. Said it. My PS4. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like. PS2 is on the Rushmore. I don't <laughs> even like Kingdom Hearts, but but yeah, like I. PS2 created a lot of. Not only created a lot of IP, but uh, iterated on old IP and made it into like staples. Like when the PS2 came out, and they came out with Grand Theft Auto Three. Like, the Grand Theft Auto games before that were just top-down, whatever nonsense. But then when 3 came out, it kind of surmounted Rockstar as, like, the mega developer they are to this day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the PS2 also gave us the God of War series, which is still going strong. Like, mm-hmm. there's... It's just... It also, I mean... There's so many there's so many things you can bring up about the PS2 that is just like yeah uh, obviously this is a Rushmore console for sure. Um, so yeah. so was it our first official one on the Rushmore? I think it'd be our first official. Oh snap! <gasps> dun dun dun! Oh, we did it, a... Chelsea. We did it. That's we saved Kingdom color. Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> it will live on forever now. Yes. 
immortalized on our podcast. Thank God. (laughs) Yes. Hey. (laughs) That's right. Isn't there supposed to be like a 20th anniversary event this month? Yes. It's this month, right? Not next month? Ooh, no, I I thought it was later. I need to know now. Oh, well, please please deviate all time to find out. Oh, I will. I will. All right. Wow. (sighs) Go ahead. Continue. Oh, wait. Did we decide if the Game Boy Color was staying or going? Oh, it's it's staying right now. We're going to, we're going to, we're tabling that because there's a couple we we can talk about. All right. Well, the two that we haven't brought up at all is the Xbox and the Switch. So which do you guys want to talk about first? I kind of think the Switch is the weakest one on this list, but I agree. That's all. I I think it also it's the most modern, if you think about it. It came out in 2017. Oh, for sure. Uh, according mm-hmm. to Nintendo, it's just now at its midway <laughs> lifespan, which I personally think it's <laughs> bullshit <laughs> because. Well, I think I think they want to make a new one, like like the up the up the typical upgraded yeah, yeah. model. But yeah. I with with the way like resources are right now, yeah, I thousand percent, I a thousand percent agree with that. I yeah. think Nintendo would be dumb if they didn't realize that the Switch and their architecture and everything under the hood is so severely underpowered. Like I don't care about fidelity. The Nintendo Nintendo's been out of that game for years, but when your console can barely run its own first party games and with a steady frame rate, like you know that shit's wrong so but yeah i i agree i think they want to do a a redux but knowing that parts are hard to come by and the idea of manufacturing a console that you're not going to be able to get on shelves in the way that nintendo wants to like seems Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint is fucking dumb yeah yeah so professionally yes so i yeah I think the Switch is, out of all of Nintendo's gimmicks in all the years, I think the Switch is probably my favorite gimmick. The idea of a handheld docking and becoming a console and, and just all the functionality of that I think is really cool. And I well, think like, I don't even see that as a gimmick even. Um, I think that's something that we're going to see more from now on. Um, like, I'd, I'd say, like, the motion controls, that's a gimmick. But this like the portability aspect that you can have it at home and you can have it wherever else. Um, I think that's a, I don't think think that's something. I don't think Sony or Microsoft will ever get in the making any sort of handheld ever again. Or if Mm -hmm. like a PS six is a handheld slash because not so much Sony, but Microsoft for sure is so invested in cloud and has the architecture to hold up cloud with their Azure like framework. Like cloud gaming for them is how they answer portability. The idea that you can play any of their shit on anything, a phone, your computer, pretty soon there'll be apps on your TV on smart TVs where you could just like sign into the cloud and stream your game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they answer that. I think Sony probably is going to lean more towards cloud than hardware to answer portability just because it's like five six years ago when sony purchased like gaikai or whatever which is a kind of like a cloud framework architecture anyways yeah and with with the rumored spartacus and what they're going to be doing with that like i just think 
I think from a business standpoint, it makes more sense for them to do that for the, if yet, you, if you're trying to answer the idea of like play anywhere, I think cloud is what they're trying to do. Um, cause I think even with the switch being a handheld, I think it still does have some limitations with it, with its, uh, design. Um, I think actually, I think the Switch has a lot of limitations from like a, a hardware standpoint. But like I said, it probably is my favorite Nintendo console, I guess, in like the modern era. Like thinking like game, like sixty four forward. I think this is probably my favorite uh, out of their consoles, even though I have a lot of issues with it, and a lot of it's more from like how they not necessarily the console but how nintendo handles its business practices with the console i guess a lot of the a lot of my problems um so yeah i don't know no i think if we're gonna take the switch off i think i mean looking at this list i don't think the switch deserves to be on a rush more especially since it's only like a five-year-old six-year-old system like its footprint on the industry is is not it's too early to be known i guess what that's going to be even though it's a huge success financially and it has a uh, an outstanding catalog of games to me those aren't really like that criteria for me isn't enough to put it on a rush more yeah i hear you, you. Know? if that was the only criteria that mattered then we got to bring back some of this other shit we cut <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, no, I think I we're, we're good with it. Yeah, we can we're chop good. it. Moving the switch. All right. All right. So we're down to the NES, Xbox, Wii, Game Boy Color, and DS. The PS2 is already on the Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to get rid of two. We got to get rid of two. Yes. We haven't talked about Xbox at all, so I'll just, I guess I'll just go ahead and do it. Um, I think the Xbox is important for more like hardware reasons. Like the Dreamcast, if you guys remember, had uh, it's like the first system to have uh, internet hookup. Like it had a dial-up <laughs> connection, it had like a like a built-in yeah. modem, so you could play like mm-hmm. Fantasy Star Online and shit like Gross. that. Um, the Xbox was the first console to have broadband, which at the time was seen as a uh, foolish because when they launched the Xbox, like only like 5% of the public even had broadband in their house. People were still using dial up and large droves. So the idea of Microsoft betting on broadband was pretty gutsy. Um, it was also the first console had a built in fully functional hard drive. And uh, it was also the first console that was developed with PC architecture that kind of made developing for it more industry standard. Because Sony and Nintendo, their architecture for their consoles are proprietary. So unless you are developing for Sony or Nintendo, like one of their first party houses, the idea of developing for those consoles is like a nightmare because it's tech that you don't know how it... You know, games are developed or built on PCs, right? And then if you're trying to build a game on a PC but design it for architecture that you don't understand or fully 
have access to like that and in the developing world that's like a fucking nightmare so like being like a third party like it kind of sucked developing for those consoles when the xbox came out it's like hey you build games on pc this is a pc you're just it's it's the same like architecture it's the same like developer friendly system so it kind of became like more of like a i don't want to say open source but it just kind of made development easier for the industry um and then just xbox live is like such a huge huge thing for just gaming in general um the idea of like playing online on such a such a large scale and such a sound like found like networking foundation like was unheard of at that time and then the gaming catalog actually was pretty the original xbox catalog is actually more diverse than modern ones because since the dreamcast failed sega actually developed for xbox for years there were so many the original xbox actually had more japanese games than the, the modern xbox games <laughs> because you had sega and all these these other companies like even FromSoft, before they were you know known for dark souls and shit making games for xbox like they tried really hard to be a competitor in japan against sony with all these japanese uh, based games um and i'm also, curious you know, as to how much money they had to spend on getting all those developers to like to make those japanese games i wonder how much money they really had to put oh i'm in. sure uh, a shit ton it could it, i mean it couldn't have been a small amount just 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 microsoft in general being a software company just the idea of building this console was like a billion dollar investment just to even make the console let alone everything else that goes with it that's a huge risk for a company to get into that's that kind of shows how much power the ps2 had at the time <laughs> or like that sony had at the time it made microsoft like oh shit we got to we have to do this we have to do something now um and they did um so yeah uh, out of everything on on this list i i would say oh man i would say that the xbox has more of a lasting impact on the industry at large more than the Game Boy Color and the Wii. Purely from a hardware standpoint. Purely from design. Purely for how it changed how people just... How consoles were made moving forward. Um, not The Wii had the market share of like creating new gamers xbox kind of changed how all these companies had to make their consoles moving forward and i think that's a huge impact that isn't isn't like uh pretty isn't sexy isn't uh well known or well regarded but it's just you know that's just how the dominoes fell i guess <laughs> so yeah so are you suggesting we put it on the rush more then I 
I would like I said, I think the Xbox belongs on the rush more over the Game Boy Color and Wii. Um like I said, I've never owned a Game Boy Color or a, or a DS or any of that stuff. Haven't listened to you guys talk about them. Um, I know you guys like have like cherished memories and you and you love those systems and have fond memories with them. Um, I'm just coming at this for more of just like a industry impact, I guess. <laughs> Is what I would say. So I would say with that. Let's take a minute. We'll collect our thoughts and uh, we'll come back and do some final cuts. How's that, how's that sound? Sure. Take a, take a final break. Let's do it. All right. Final break. And we'll be back with our finalized Mount Rushmore. All right. And we're back. And now the, uh, the final cuts are going to come in and we're going to have our finalized Mount Rushmore for video game consoles. Um, We're down to the NES, the PS2, Xbox, Nintendo Wii, Game Boy Color, and the DS. Now, the PS2 is already on the list, so we basically have to cut two out. Uh, We've talked about everything now. Um, is there anything that anybody wants to bring up as either a, a reason why it should be on the list or a reason why it should go for any of these remainders? Such a loaded question. Yeah, it's pretty. It's <laughs> it's tough. Um, I will. I mean, all these consoles are great. Um, I mean, in fact, most of this list that we started out with, like these, were all like great consoles in their own right. So. Mm-hmm but this is a Mount Rushmore, you know, (laughs) so. Well, I think, I think we can start by making a decision, Chelsea. Oh, really? Between our last two handhelds, which is hard, Yeah. but I think that's where we need to start. You think only one deserves to be on a Mount Rushmore? Only one Um, handheld? I don't think we're going to get both in there. Unless Ethan I, has well, something to say about it. We could it. fight for it. <laughs> I honestly don't think both would belong there. Out of what's on this list, in my mind, only one of them makes sense. And the other one is more um, a nice memory. Is what I would say. I mean, I suppose we could try to get rid of one i think it's more than a nice memory it really started off like really i mean even though there was an original game boy but game Boy color really you know mm-hmm. took it to a whole nother level of handheld gaming systems mm-hmm. but the ds is an incredible incredible handheld that you know, really opened up, I think, gaming even more for, like, more people for handheld systems. Just because it offered even more variety of games. And I guess we could say, yeah, save features. And, well, I mean, I think some games still had save features in the Game Boy Color, but just different 
Mm-hmm. It had, it had all, it had all sorts yeah. of fame. Because the regular Game Boy had save features, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. True. But the DS added the backlights. It was chargeable. Which one would you rather have right now? Both. <laughs> <laughs> now, if the problem is... so. Kind of like I we still did with have the... my Game Boy Color, but I wish I never got rid of my DS. That is the one system I regret getting rid of. I was going to say, it's kind of the same thing we did with PlayStation, you know, gun to your head, PS2 or PS4. Same with this, Game Boy Color, DS. Like, you had to just make the, the tough call, you know, which, which kid are you taking with you? DS. I'm fighting for both of them, but yeah, no, okay, no it's fine, the DS stays okay well hold on okay how about this are the are all of us in a consensus that the nes is on the rushmore i wouldn't say consensus just because i do you think the nes feel the love as much as you guys feel the love towards it yeah. Oh, I don't really feel that much love. Ethan's holding on to oh. it for historical accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm I had just, to choose I'm... between the NES and the Wii, I'd probably pick the Wii. I'd even though Wii. it annoys me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Wii has a place. Okay. <laughs> Lots of silence. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think Ethan's Ethan feels awfully betrayed right now. I'm just extremely yes. hesitant because I just the NES is literally the groundwork for like all of the things you guys like about Nintendo. Like it's literally like the birthplace basically of this industry <laughs> yeah yeah but and all then... of that all the ip that came out of that system is all stuff that's c- constantly iterated on to this day yeah but it's not that but fun, they though. yeah they made <laughs> consoles more fun that have a lasting impact that are still relevant today I mean, I would argue that the NES is a hundred, like maybe the console itself, and like a physical state isn't relevant. But everything that that launched on the NES, people still want and play today. Um, to feel nostalgic for five minutes. Maybe. I mean, I know <laughs> you guys don't like a lot of that stuff, but. Like there, there's even like design guides for like NES games that people will still make indie games based off of. Like, no one's doing that shit with Wii games. <laughs> so. No, um, but that's just a whole different thing, though. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I just think fun factor to me isn't as important in this in this uh, exercise. Um, I. I've had fun with almost every one of these things on this list but that doesn't really that doesn't have any weight in my decision making towards its status as a console for like the industry at large 
if that makes sense. Um, most of these things are designed to <laughs> to like uh, have fun with. So if you had fun with it, it's like, okay, cool. We achieved our number one goal. Um, I think it depends on the fun is for who. Like, who is the audience? Like, who is this console for? I think some of the later Nintendo products, they really opened it up to be for a more, in a sense, like, diverse population. They really wanted to cater to truly everyone. And, like, that accessibility is spectacular to just really open it up to all ages, all genders, everything. There was just something for everyone. And yeah, I yeah I agree with that for sure. Especially with the for... <laughs> especially with the Wii and the DS. Like I said, they Nintendo really uh, expanded their their market share in the space with both of mm-hmm. those systems, um, and that's why they're huge uh, successes to this day, um, and kind of are like uh, measuring sticks for that company. Um, I mean, I'm, not to bring sales up all the time but i know that you know the nes is still also one of those but it's also been out for 30 plus years or whatever so it's like a collector's item at this point so it's gonna have the the sales to back it um it's hard for me to to object objectively like say anything about the color because i have no experience with it Uh, i know you guys both have it or still have it and really like it um i just i think the ds is probably the more impactful handheld and i think the color is just like a a, it was a solid iteration if that makes sense i think the ds actually has more uh more more boxes checked off in its favor over the color um I'll add to it and say two of them that I'll really fight for that we just did briefly mention, the DS and the Wii. I think a lot of things I've said, I will feel strongly towards those two a lot more. I mean, I do really appreciate the color and everything, but if if we're willing to make that sacrifice, you know, I think that's on the table, at least for me. <laughs> So you would would sacrifice the Game Boy Color if we keep the Wii and the DS in the conversation? (laughs) Yes, that's how I'm playing this game. (laughs) I don't know, Wade, what are your thoughts? Um, similar. Similar. Okay, um... I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and ask it because I feel like I already know the answer. But seeing as I know you two really don't have any love for Xbox as an ecosystem, is there any objective respect on your end to keep it on the Rushmore for its impact? Yeah, alone? I was gonna leave it alone. Yeah, it's it's hard for me, but I I can understand some of the impact it's had. But I'll just leave it. At Chelsea, you yeah, you, te- we were gonna, you teased. I don't think we were gonna touch it. So you teased this last week about how why you hate Xbox. I kind of I feel like now is the time. I want to know why. Ooh. <sighs> this is a very complicated thing. I feel like it's kind of 
when I was looking for a system to kind of like move out of like the family, like family gaming systems, my family owned, you know, the, all the Nintendo, like a lot of the Nintendo systems, they had the PS1, PS2, and I was looking for a system my own to buy, to play on my own. And like, first and foremost, I do look at gaming catalogs, like what has the most appealing games to me? That was Sony and the PlayStation systems, like without a doubt. It's also the fact that I have always viewed the Xbox system, especially early on, as not a very welcoming system for me because of the aspect of it being a lot of first-person shooters and it being a very male-dominated system. Not that all systems really weren't male-dominated, but there was a lot of, I don't know, just kind of like having to prove yourself. It got the like, moniker bro box. It got the moniker yeah. bro box. Yeah, for... no, I mean there was like a there was I know what you're saying, Chelsea. There was this mm-hmm. thing, like yeah. yeah, and growing up, I felt it too. Like, well, it's also like, because you don't play the, Xbox, so the the yeah. killer yeah. app for that system that really helped drive sales was Halo, and that was a very much like a you know that kind of esport culture. Shooter, rowdy boys shooter rowdy frat boy lifestyle playing in the dorms you know that kind of uh, that kind of ilk you know yeah. can really it was... can really tarnish an image it kind of had the same yeah, thing going it... for it that like early sega did it was trying to be like this like punk and edgy and and uh you know different had a lot of attitude too, had yeah. attitude yeah mm-hmm. it was trying to be it was trying to carve out its own niche basically I think that's, I really yes. think that's purely because of Sonic. Well, for Sega, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. because like Sonic is, is mm-hmm. those things, all, all of those yeah. things that, yeah. that you uh, just mentioned. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I mean, the Sega like tagline with the, like when they were launching that shit was like, Sega does what Nintendo don't like, <laughs> that, that whole marketing campaign. <laughs> so, but I mean, you got to think about it from, uh, from Microsoft's viewpoint at that time, getting into a market where Sony and Nintendo are very prominent, like you have to kind of find a, your your lane to try and carve out uh, a market share, you know? Right or wrong, like it's just... Well, and I realize how far Microsoft has come and how, you know, how welcoming and diverse in the community is, you know, I would it's say just very hard to. I would say where they are now, come, yeah. they may be the most consumer friendly or gaming friendly uh, company out of the big three. Like just it just purely hurt based on early on. Yeah, I because everything yeah. is just you know, girls aren't top tier. They have to always well, prove to themselves, and it was that very mindset of it's also you have to play those it's, shooters. It's still fairly in that recent. It's still a fairly recent reality that people are accepting that girls are gamers mm-hmm. you know if you're thinking like in the mid to late 90s and early aughts like girls weren't seen as as in the in the gaming sphere you know what i mean um they weren't they weren't there weren't any well-known female developers there weren't any like there wasn't any like uh herald for that for that there wasn't social media there wasn't streamers there wasn't twitch and all this other shit like gaming well, at I large think... was it was 
hard to acknowledge it as something that girls did. This is such a conversation to have right now, but but that's kind of one of those things that Chelsea was talking about where girls have to prove yeah. that they are. You're a gamer or you're a gamer girl. Yeah. And mm-hmm. gamer the mm-hmm. ga- gamer girls, you could be a girl who gamed and not be seen as a gamer girl. Yeah. Which was immediately mm-hmm. like Red Flag City <laughs> because of how boys portrayed their personification of the gamer girl yeah um mm-hmm. so and like and as far as like female developers and stuff like nobody talked about developers at all yeah that's so what i'm saying like that was another thing I mean, like well girls had to prove themselves to be yeah this like there was very few in the in that time period you had very few names that people actually knew as a developer yes. mm-hmm. you're talking like warren specter mm-hmm. john romero um fucking my mind's going blank but anyways like that wasn't something that really drove a lot of not like it is today where people have more uh understanding and acknowledgement of who actually makes games now mm-hmm. back then it was just like very few like figures in the industry that people like knew about yeah um it was easy well, without was, social media back then like people didn't really know what unless they were told you know <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. really like an open platform to have all this information like there is now mm-hmm. yeah and it's not just like knowing if there were female or male developers it's just the whole mindset that was put into marketing and putting in just you know everybody's minds about it just really had that uncomfortable negativity of you know finding a space for female gamers to fit in in such an area so and that's why i'm just why'd you get into sega because they kind of had the same marketing practice because we were babies well, <laughs> yeah, and and we didn't a pay any that... attention to that this the console just showed up in your house and you were like cool i can play it that's there fair. wasn't anything yeah, and... like that <laughs> It was Sonic. Like, I didn't play any of the other type of games. It was just Sonic. And that's, you know, it's a creature. (laughs) That's how I viewed as a child. It was a fun game you could play with your parents. And I also, like, played some of the Disney games or, you know, Echo, a dolphin. Mm, Echo. Yeah. Very cool, fun games. But then later on, yeah, I was looking for games that had a good story. That had something interesting that was just more than just shooting and yelling at each other yeah well and that's and that's what alienated me as well although like i partook in it a tiny bit like just when i was invited to but just like mm-hmm. now i'm not i wasn't any good at it like at all um and if somebody if there was more than four people and somebody else wanted to play and i had a controller i'd be like okay here you go your turn um <laughs> But the Xbox was this was very similar to me. Like, it was like, well, you're not in this category, so go away. Um, yeah. And I was okay. I mean, I had, I had PlayStation Two, and I had my my little Nintendo baby consoles, <laughs> so it was not an <laughs> issue. I never felt like, uh, I don't know, like I was missing out really. But yeah. But anyway, I think we were going to leave the Xbox alone on the list. 
Okay, I'm trying to figure out. All right, so is the Game Boy Color gone? Is that, is that did we come to that? That still leaves us with five, <laughs> even if we take that out. So. Well, who likes the NES? Let's get back to that. <laughs> you want to keep the Game Boy Color over the NES? I just I yep. I, uh, I I do personally. That's just me. I just think that the Game Boy Color has no significance in the industry besides adding color, which is a pretty mild footnote. I don't even think we wouldn't even okay. be having this conversation at large if the NES wasn't a success. I mean, the color wouldn't but, even I mean, be a just... thing without the NES. <laughs> so. Well, that's just saying, like, all technology wouldn't be a thing with about, you know, something. But that doesn't mean that that should be the top tier everything that everybody Well, yeah, that's at, why so. the Magnavox Odyssey isn't on the list <laughs> as the first. I'm just saying, besides the fact that the NES, like, its foundation for what we know as the gaming industry, I think also just, like, how Nintendo handled it from a business standpoint is also very important. Because that also directed how we kind of how these publishers handle their uh their companies because atari completely did not have the the understanding or the management expertise to run that <laughs> that system and they ran it into the ground because of nintendo kind of set a business standard not only and a hardware standard and a gaming standard i just think all those things are vastly more important than the, the, what the color did, which I still don't fully understand what the color did besides just add color. Well, if if you want to keep if you want to keep the NES on there, Ethan, you're going to have to proffer up something in its place. I think. Literally, there, none of these other things on this list I care that much about besides the NES. I think when I when I. When I pitched this episode, I thought that would be like a shoe in for sure. That and the PS2, I was like, all right, I already know what two are. Now we just got to figure out the other two. Well, honestly, you're just think... coming at it at a different angle than us. So yeah, exactly. All... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at any of this stuff through fun factor or nostalgia or what I like or games or any of that shit. Like it's like I said in the beginning, like this is all just impact on the industry to me. And the NES and the PS2 had huge impacts that are still understood to this day. Well, then my my suggestion still stands. What else are you offering up? Well, I can't offer up... I mean, I think the Game Boy Color doesn't stand out of these six that are left. But if you want me to, like, kill one of my children to save another by that... If you want me to get rid of the Xbox to save the NES... So I didn't can, say that. I just said something else. So we can have the Wii and the DS. Like. I mean, I will agree that the Game Boy Color probably has to go because I want to mm -hmm. see the DS stay there more than the Game Boy Color. I just think the DS actually makes sense for a Rushmore where the color is just like a fond memory. Well, then are we voting for the DS to be on the Mount Rushmore? <laughs> I say the DS for sure is on the Rushmore. A thousand percent. Okay. Well, let's do that. I think out of every handheld Nintendo's ever made, I think the DS has done the most for that line. Okay. Um, 
Does that mean we're also taking this out? Taking Game Boy Color out? I would say yes. Okay. You're okay, Chelsea? Yes. Okay. 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 All right, Ethan. What are you choosing? What's going? I mean, what would you guys rather have on this list? The NES or the Xbox? It pretty much comes down to that. Those are the only two I care about anymore. And yes. both for historical significance. Like, I don't care how the system was marketed to make you guys feel alienated. There's like a thousand other games on that system that are not shooters. Um, so that's just eh. kind of... Well, even more so that I'm keeping... I want to say to keep the NES. <laughs> just because that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... So snarky. I don't, I don't think that's an objective way to view this this uh when you hurt the days. half the population really <laughs> I, I i don't i don't believe that <laughs> well okay so we are down to the wii the xbox and the nes the the nes for its obvious historical relevance the Xbox for its hardware relevance, and the Wii for its increasing, uh, like, market share for like expanding gaming. I guess um, those are kind of the three tenets that these are built on. Um, so, which out of those three matters the least? And I guess. Wade, you're first. Oh. What? <laughs> what are I, your thoughts, Wade? I mean, I'm look. I I went at this list thinking purely, what, what has a fond place in my heart, my memories, my formative years, what I spent the most time doing. Um. Yeah, I mean, so, if we went to, like, if we were, if if that was the only mindset for me to have. I would have not had the original Xbox on here. I would have had the 360 because probably that's out of all these consoles. I probably played that one the most. Um, but like I said, to me that that's not really what is important because that's like a subjective way of looking at things. Well, it is a Mount Rushmore. That's true. <laughs> but to me, I would, I'm just trying to, <laughs> like is, I said, I'm trying to, our favorite, our best. Yes. I'm trying to look at it more objectively, I guess. Maybe I'm the odd man out here. You are. You mm -hmm. indeed are. Because nostalgia is a, is a very uh, powerful thing and a very dangerous thing. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But it's just going with the, uh, like, the subjective part saying, this is a Rushmore, this is, this is how we feel, and not anything else, then I would, I would have to put the NES over the Xbox. That's mm -hmm. one out of that's that's one out of three of us though. So, your well, turn. Chelsea hates Xbox as a company, so it's two out of the three. <laughs> I gave reasons and hope for the future. Hope. I understand the company. We're in that future. Do you still hate? Know, do you I still think? My... Do you still think that they're a a, a bro factory? 
I mean, can you really ever 100% get rid of that? No, but I definitely think they have a lot of positive change and a lot of great things. It's just still not the system for me. Maybe yeah, I mean, one day, but I just yeah, can't justify getting it for one game. If I'm bringing subjectivity, like personal feelings into this, I don't think the Wii belongs on this list because I just don't like that system at all for any reason. But I respect it for what it did for the industry. It's the only reason why it's here. But as like me personally, like I don't like it at all. I don't like the controllers. I don't like the condoms you got to buy to put on them. I don't like any of the games. I don't like moving around, playing any of the games. Um, I just respect it as for its impact, I guess. Um, I mean, I I would be fine getting rid of the Wii too. I don't care. <laughs> the PS2 no. and the DS are the two things that like really hold my heart to the highest extent. And what happens with the other three is really, I guess, between you two. <laughs> no you can't just give up now <laughs> give up what i fought for everything i believed in <laughs> well i am fighting for the wii i You're am neutral in the, the nes wii. and i don't care about the xbox those are my opinions that's it <laughs> okay so chelsea says wii nes xbox what does ethan say nes xbox wii what does Wade say? <laughs> Wade's already said. Um, so Ethan said NES, Xbox, Wii? No. Okay, so in my head, I just gave everything points as far as how you all would put them. <laughs> and the NES has more points. So then the NES stays. So the NES stays. Okay, so we have one spot left. Yep, it's between the Xbox and the Wii because those two got the same points. All right, Wade, you're the you're yep. the deciding factor. You're deciding. That's hateful. Rude. We're a team. It's our demastered Mount yeah. Rushmore. Uh... See, you're the tiebreaker basically because you don't care about either one. <laughs> Even though you're passionate about some of them before. <laughs> <laughs> they both annoy me. I don't know what else you want. <laughs> <laughs> Which one annoys you less? Yeah. Uh, Why does the Wii an- more games. the the Wii annoys you because of how you had to interact with it and the Xbox no, annoys you for working? I don't know. Just like when I reflect back on the Wii, I'm just like, uh, like why? I don't know why. Did did either one of you own an Xbox? Not an original Xbox one. Sixty. Yeah. I played it a lot, though. All my friends had them. What'd you say, Chelsea? I played one, too. Okay. I said, no, my family owned a 360, but I did play a regular Xbox. My uncle had one, and I would play it sometimes. I played Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2? Yeah, nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was oh, a good Spider-Man. game. Spider-Man 2 is a good game. I played it on the PS2, though. <laughs> All right. Well, just for this, just for the simple fact that I'm the only one that's actually owned one, and I'm the only one here that likes it, um, we'll eliminate it just for, uh, I guess, compromise for the for the three of us because we actually all have owned Wii's. 
and have played them. So we'll just go about it that way. Because I'm not going to sit here and fucking argue the historical impacts on hardware architecture from an Xbox. Like it's my least, it's like my least favorite <laughs> Xbox system. I just respect it for what it, how it changed the industry moving forward. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to try and convince you guys <laughs> of any of that shit. Um, and since neither of you even owned one, it's also doesn't make sense to be on our, a demastered Rushmore, you know? So, all right. So yeah, we can eliminate the Xbox. Okay. Hope you guys are fucking happy. <laughs> well, now we have our complete Rushmore. Which we is have. the NES, the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo Wii, and the Nintendo DS. There you Indeed. go. Indeed. There you have it. Very long way lots of consoles to go through made a lot of difficult decisions but this is what we decided and our listeners please let us know your thoughts please let us know what you disagree with or things you do (laughs) agree with we would love to hear from you please share your mount rushmores with us on our social media platforms as you know we are located on facebook twitter and instagram at pod demastered you can also send us an email with your thoughts on this episode at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. Please continue to, uh, we hope you continue to listen to our episodes. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to it wherever you listen to this podcast. And we hope you tune in to next week's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you guys. Bye. Bye.